Please be seated. Thomas always gets the short end of the stick. His story is the week after Easter when church attendance might be down due to travel or vacations or exhaustion. But because he always gets this day of honor, it is tempting to cast him as the doubter of all doubters. The only one who didn't believe without seeing. Even after we heard a year's worth of stories about the other disciples not being able to believe the signs and miracles Jesus performed. Thomas is doubting Thomas. This is the Sunday we talk about doubt. Although doubt is something that all of us encounter most days. So I might not focus on doubt today. Now, even if we are to limit such instances of doubt to post-resurrection experiences, Thomas is not the only one who requires something of Jesus to believe in what couldn't possibly be. Mary knew Christ when he spoke her name. Others believed when they saw his burial wrappings on the ground of the tomb. Later in John, the disciples watched Jesus eat fish, thus proving his bodily form as they ate together. Other disciples did not recognize Jesus until he broke bread with them. All of these stories describe ways in which people encountered God in the form of Christ's risen body. Thomas's is just one of those stories, adding to the array of ways in which it is possible to witness to God. Because the truth is, our own experiences of God and testimonies of belief are probably all different. I would be surprised that anyone in this room, any of our journeys to faith, look exactly the same. But Thomas's incident gets more airtime than others, and I think this is because out of all of our senses, we favor sight as the most determinative. Even in the rest of the world, we rely on eyewitnesses to events and crimes in court. We understand experience as more true because we are, quote, seeing it with our own eyes. Observation, empiricism, both are considered the most reliable. And in the post-enlightenment world, the acknowledgement that none of us actually saw Christ rise from the dead is something that we feel like we, as Christian believers, need to defend. Whether that's with incredibly strict doctrine, metaphysics, or biblical inerrancy, Christians for centuries after the apostles have believed without seeing, and they were blessed. So we have a connection here between sight and belief. But scripture testifies that there are many ways to encounter God. The Hebrew scriptures describe humanity's inability to actually lay eyes on God. Moses hid his face from God when he encountered the burning bush. God routinely sent angels as messengers and spoke through prophets. Even during Jesus' life, he was often found giving sight to the blind, not because he pitied them, but because the blind had faith in him, even in their own darkness. They did not need to be able to see Christ. 
to know Christ. Some were eyewitnesses to God. Those who followed Jesus during his life and those who saw him after his resurrection. But we would be ignoring several important scriptural and real human testimonies if we hang on too tightly to the idea that seeing is believing. Because the truth is, we encounter Christ in all sorts of ways. One of the times that I was most certain of God's presence actually did not have a visual or observable cause. I heard God's voice speaking in my head. I was anxious and worried, and I had asked myself what I wished I could hear God say, and the words came. The words were, I am here. You are so good. You are so loved. Knowing and believing for me in that moment had absolutely no connection to what I was seeing and would be invisible to others. Perhaps you have had a similar moment. A moment like Thomas when you could say nothing but, my Lord and my God. In a few minutes, we will gather around the Lord's table together for the first time in over two years. We will encounter Christ with other senses, touch and taste. Whether we receive the bread only or the bread and the wine, we are ourselves touching the risen Lord. We are like Thomas, coming forward to the table, wondering how on earth any of this is possible. We come to the table broken, afraid, questioning, barely daring to believe in the possibility of something so wonderful. But we are put back together when we receive the bread in our hands and taste the wine on our tongues. The Eucharist is one major way we can observe Christ today. And just in case that wasn't enough, pay attention to the windows in this church when you come up and go back to your pews today. When you come forward, you see Christ on the cross. After you receive the sacrament, Christ's body broken for you, and you turn around to go back to your pew, you'll see the window over the door of the church. It depicts Christ with his hands outstretched, with deep wounds in their center. That's three senses engaged, touch, taste, and sight, all of us experiencing God in different ways. Like Thomas, we can only say, my Lord and my God. There is no saying how any of us might encounter Christ and believe today or tomorrow or after that, but there isn't just one way. Yes, it's true that Thomas doubted God in this moment, but the acceptance of doubt is not the question at play here. Scripture is rife with examples of people doubting the power and goodness of God. We do not do this story justice if the only thing we pull out of it is that it's okay to doubt and question, which it is. And if we become overly attached to sight as the best way of knowing God, we risk privileging a certain kind of intellect and ability. The point of Thomas's story is that even in times of doubt, Christ presents himself to us in the way in which we need him to. Whether that's in communion, in creation, in music, in the act of serving others, Christological recognition is possible in so many ways. 
I believe that God is so much bigger than anything that I or you or anyone else can work out in an equation. So much bigger than whatever it is that I see or don't see or what I hear or don't hear or what you see or don't see. We can all testify to the work of God in our lives and though it sounds different, they can all be distilled into the phrase we say every week, I believe in God. So come to our table and open yourself to the possibility of knowing Christ better through the senses of taste and touch. The disciples knew the Lord Jesus in the breaking of the bread, and so will we. In the name of God.